Okay. Mm. My bad. Welcome back to the Messy <laughs> Reality <laughs> Breakdown with your host, Ray. And your girl, Lily. This is the podcast where we break down our favorite reality shows in the name of Fun, Shade, and a Splash of Messiness. And speaking of mess, Ray, how are you doing? I am doing good. I have two things that I've been like doing recently. Well, one that so the first one <laughs> is that I just made some fried pickles this evening for dinner. I want to try something new. What made you want wait, first of all, did you eat the fried pickles by themselves? I did, yeah. I was I didn't want like a big meal. I just wanted something to, you know, little snack, snack or whatever. An appetizer. Well, what so, makes you crave fried pickles of all things? So my mom was making fried pickles. So like she made a keto version of fried pickles. And we were just talking about it. And I was telling her, like, at a lot of restaurants around here that I used to go to get them aren't there anymore. They aren't on the menu. And I'm like, that's weird. I mean, this is the South. I mean, anyway. So I was like, let me just make my own. I was like, okay, I'll make my own. So then I Googled a recipe for um, fried pickles and ended up coming on a Duke's Mayonnaise website. Okay. <laughs> Continue. And, and so then... You know, I just had the, I just found the ingredients. So it was like flour and Italian seasoning and cayenne pepper. I didn't have that. So I ended up using Old Bay seasoning. Okay. And then, so, you know, I made that and then they had like a sauce recipe attached. So it was their mayonnaise, ketchup and Cajun seasoning. And overall, I would say, I would give it like for my first try, like a 7.5 out of 10, like, I think, you know, it was decent. It was good. Let me ask um, you this, because I feel like there's a debate within the black community. Actually, mm-hmm. it might be just within American culture in general. Mm-hmm. Dukes versus Miracle Whip. What are so, you more of? I, to be honest, I don't really care for either. I will say, like, my dad is a huge, like, Miracle Whip person. Like, okay. he likes that. I I don't really care for either of it. I just got it because of the recipe, and now I have like a like a jar of it. So I'm like, I have to use it. Like, you no give it to, guy? Huh? Yeah, I don't like it. Like, if it's on a sandwich, like there's sometimes, but if it's not like too much of it, then that's fine. I can tolerate it. But like, I don't have mayo in my fridge. Like, I don't I don't need it. I don't use it. I a good jar of mayo but specifically Miracle Whip mm. and honestly I promise you I never knew that Miracle Whip was not mayonnaise until I was an adult not even an adult no I would say like middle school because I remember my stepbrother came mm. over and he opened up our fridge and he was like "Ugh, Miracle Whip and I was like there's something else like I didn't realize that that was something different but I grew up on Miracle Whip and I like the tang of it I don't hate Dukes but it's not like something I grew up eating but yeah. if I'm making some broccoli salad, it calls hmm. for that recipe. And I'll tell you, it, it's pretty damn good. So you could probably use that Duke's mayo for that as well. Or if you eat okay. coleslaw, which most people don't really like. I don't. Yeah, so, so, But that's the thing. So I was like, because I, I heard that a lot of people like Duke's. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just use that. Duke's just gives me a racist vibe for some reason. Whereas like Miracle Whip doesn't. I don't know. It's just something about... That big old jar of yellow mayo. I don't know. It just gives like hidden racism. Racism. I get what you mean. Yeah. I mean, well, it is based in the South. Yeah. So, 
I mean that okay anyway well speaking all of the South racist. what's the but second anyway. thing yeah <laughs> I just want to clarify but yeah so the second thing is I've been like low-key kind of like obsessed maybe that's not the right word but I've been really into like Bama Rush TikTok oh so if it's a white woman yeah go ahead you was obsessed <laughs> <laughs> no so it's just I mean you know how like you get stuff on your feed sometimes randomly uh-huh and it's just like it's just fascinating the whole process that these like freshmen like girls mainly just ha- have to do just to get into the, these 18 sororities at the University of Alabama such as it's like okay so you know the social media presence is good you have to make sure you're not you know you're not doing you know saying anything profane you're wearing a certain thing that's quote unquote you know not you know, that's quote unquote like not and, controversial yeah stuff like that and then it's like just they do these things called like OTDs like outfit of the day and it's like you know my shoes are from here my skirt is from here my shirt is from my jewelry is and it's like and it's crazy because it's just like this shit is like expensive like they'll be saying like I have like a Gucci bracelet or something like that or like your there are people are literally dying yeah like <laughs> you say dying or starving she said one or the other I, I don't remember, but basically it's like around that. And then it's also, you have like a lot of like, you know how you have like black girls also like um, trying to rush and like, you know, there's also like a lot of class and race dynamics when you just watch the whole thing. It's just, I don't know, it's just like a fascinating thing to watch, like a sociological study. I hope I don't hope I'm saying that right, but it's just like, I don't know, it's like and I'm like, I'm an almost 30 year old man, like watching this. And it's, I don't know. It's just. It's interesting. It's fascinating. It's interesting. You yeah. know, I'll say, um, when you said that, all I could think about was the show that you put me on, which was formerly on ABC family, which is Greek. Mm-hmm. And I really do enjoy that show. I never had, it was one of those shows kind of like Kyle XY, where it's mm, like, I know yeah. it's television, I've heard of it, but I have zero interest in even like stopping to watch it. But I'm mm-hmm. happy you put me on to Greek, especially about the rush life and, and Greek life. And guys, if you're looking for a nice little watch, I definitely recommend that. Now, it's not going to give you the same rush that you get when you're watching Euphoria, but it's still a good college-based show. And it talks about like peer pressure and dating and self-discovery, all those things. And I think it's a really great show. So shout out to Ray for putting me on to that show. And speaking of putting on to a show, we're trying to put y'all on to College Hill, South Beach. We're currently watching it on BET+. And we're on episode six, season six. And the name of this episode is Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. The baby I added didn't actually say that. Mm -hmm. And the summary is pretty much saying that Brandon's constant basketball dribbling in the house is the latest thing to get on each other's nerves. And Chris and Tiffany get closer. And Kyle pries into Allison's sexual past. Now, I just want to say this. When the opening credits came up, I did not pay attention to this last time. But they're still showing Terry in those opening credits, which I think is kind of crazy because... She's not in the show anymore, so why even feature her? Yeah, I don't know. I guess they just hadn't done it. They hadn't changed it yet, so. Clearly. Uh, So the episode begins with seeing Allison sleeping in one room, and Kyle's just waking up, and you see Brandon in another room dribbling a basketball, and 
you know, Kyle is saying that he finds it super inconsiderate dribbling his basketball. And he's really, in a, in a confessional, he's just saying, like, he's really sick of Brandon in general. What did you think about that? I, I totally saw where he was coming from because I'm like him. Why in the hell is Brandon dribbling a basketball in the house so he can just go outside and do that? Even if he did it outside, there's something about, you know how sometimes you can hear people playing outside your window? Mm-hmm. I hear the birds every day. I hear the birds every morning. Yeah, you're like, tweet, 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 shut the fuck up. (laughs) But this is the thing. I feel Mm -hmm. like as the episodes progress, you start to see that Brandon is becoming more and more isolated. Because Chris mentioned Mm -hmm. that he's kind of annoyed with Brandon dribbling the basketball, aka the baby in the confessional as well. And Brandon Mm -hmm. says that the reason why he likes to dribble his ball is because he's working on his form. And he hopes to play basketball professionally one day. Did he mention that he played basketball when this show first came on, like the first couple of episodes? No. So this is the thing. He said he likes playing basketball. But then as like we see where Chris, Kyle and um, Paul are talking about him, basically, Chris says that, you know, he's not even playing like he doesn't even play collegiate sports. So like, he doesn't play collegiate basketball. So I'm like, this is very delusional. And it's like, I can see you being like a you know, like a kid saying this. Oh, I have a dream of being a basketball player. But like, you you're are grown like, man. yeah, you're a grown ass man. Not only that, you don't even have like, you're not even part of the team. So it's like, your track to even get there would not even work. And it's like, this isn't like, you're like, so you're a grown ass man. How are you still having dreams to aspire to be an athlete? I don't care. I know that I don't care how that comes across. I just do find it to be kind of ridiculous, especially if you aren't on a track to even get there. It was definitely giving delusional for sure. Exactly. And I've literally wrote that. <laughs> delusional. <laughs> Fucking delusion. Well, continue to tell us what happens after that whole so Same. so Chris says that. And then Kyle also said, you know, he needs to give up his dream and get a job in corporate America. And you know. Brandon thinks that no so Chris says that um Brandon thinks that he's bigger than you know everyone else there he's very spoiled he talks about how he doesn't clean up after himself he has just dishes like in the sink not being washed clothes all around and just it's like he's saying that he needs to get his act together before we have a problem we got a problem so i mean again i don't blame any of them because like I wouldn't want to live that way. And it's so funny because in my in college, like one of my roommates who was cool, we got along, but like the one thing I hated was that he would like smoke. Ooh. And like the smell, like I would try whether I would close the door, my door would be closed, or and I would have like the Febreze air freshener. Mm-hmm. And like the smell at times would still be on my stuff. And I hated it. I mean, my situation is different because I lived with my stepdad, but yeah, I would put the towel like at the bottom of the door just so Mm -hmm. I didn't have to like smell the cigarettes. Um, And it's really inconsiderate. And I'll never forget when I was in college, my professor, this is when I was like doing the journalism thing, the broadcast thing. Mm -hmm. And he leaned in to put the microphone on me and he was like, I didn't know you smoked cigarettes. And that was the most embarrassing thing that sticks (laughs) to me to this day. Um, you know, I couldn't wait to move out. I mean, it's his house, right? You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. But in your situation, it's different because that's a roommate. You have mm-hmm. to take in consideration that not everybody likes the smell of cigarettes, and it's kind of rude to 
do so you know it's, it's just yeah. really fucking selfish honestly and it's so funny too that you mentioned the journalism because like our one of our classmates when we um did the um we have to create a news report for uh-huh. the class and i was i was with one of my classmates i'm not going to say their name but you know you could tell and- me yeah, so we were driving. He, he was just saying, you, you know, I don't, you know, you kind of, he was trying to be nice. It's like, you kind of smell like, you know, cigarettes or weed or whatever. And I'm like, really? And it's just embarrassing because like, I don't want to walk around like that. And I'm not the one who's even doing it. You know what it reminds me of when you smell like cigarettes is like, you ever seen those commercials where like the girl has a yeast infection and she's dressed all like embarrassing. Like she, you could tell she's just really embarrassed and very self conscious. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I would feel, but <laughs> I smell like cigarettes. So, speaking well, of being self conscious or not really that or whatever, or not really more confident. Yeah. So we get to the next scene and we, there's Brandon and the rest of the crew there and are talking about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. And, can I say this really quickly? Uh huh. Um, I liked Alice in this episode, but continue. Yeah. Um, so Allison actually talks about, you know, how she can't go a day without getting laid. And then Kyle asks her, how many times a day have you had sex? And she says four times a day. And then Kyle just asks, you know, she's into whips and chains. And she was like, maybe. And he's like, me too. And they just, you know, having the conversation. And this is where... Like, to me, I was getting, like, I was honestly annoyed at Kyle. I was starting to get annoyed. Because he kept just, you know, egging her on. Like, just asking her time and time again about it. And one hand, I like the fact that Allison is very comfortable. Because she says, like, you know, she's not ashamed of her sexuality. And it's okay to talk about it. And I really like that. Because, I mean, I feel like, you know... Especially, I feel like with like around a lot of black people, I guess I feel like some of us can be kind of conservative when it comes to talking about sex. I agree. Especially, I mean, especially like again, they're on a national platform talking about it, so I think I really a lot of us tend to talk it. about it very, you know, Openly. intimately. Yeah, I, I really want to get into this. Mm-hmm. I have a few things I want to talk about. Just this scene that went through my mind. First mm-hmm. of all, let's go back to the first episode when Milan asked. Kyle about his sexuality now I don't know if it's really the same thing as far as like outing somebody but she did kind of ask him like what are you into not without she didn't say what are you into but she did ask and you remember his reaction and how defensive he became and Mm -hmm. I think it's no different than asking somebody what their because if you're asking somebody their sexual orientation and I could be wrong and y'all better correct me but if you're asking somebody their sexual orientation how is that different from asking what is somebody's sexual preferences it's still a very personal question Mm -hmm. and the thing is the difference between Kyle and Allison is that you can tell that Allison is very comfortable with who she is sexually Mm-hmm. And not only was she being open and honest about her likes, and she really didn't say any for dislikes. So let's just talk about her likes. Mm-hmm. But she did it on BET. This is the same BET that censors you for saying things that you wouldn't think are as cringy as you expect it to be. You know, mm-hmm. you know how they used to do dubs over like cuss words, like in Baby Boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that. It is on a black platform. And the thing is, you, especially during, I think that women just kind of started talking about their sexual, well, no, let me not lie. Because you do have rappers, female rappers who are out Mm -hmm. there and they put it all out in the line. 
and they really embody the female form and sexuality and putting it out there. Meg the Stallion does a great job of that. Lil' Kim, she did a great job of that. Salt and Pepper. Ooh, I wanna shoot, baby. What a man, what a man. I just blended two songs. Hopefully you know both of them. If not, we're gonna have to talk after this. Um, who am I missing? Nicki Minaj. Like, those women have put that out there. Um, but it's not often that you can actually hear just a regular day girl. Mm-hmm in college be so open in front of everybody and the thing was everyone was just watching and listening to her but no one really spoke up about what their likes were but i appreciate that even in her young age she wasn't really ashamed Mm -hmm. because i do feel like sometimes those topics can be extremely taboo and people get really weirded out talking about it so i appreciate that she was extremely liberated about talking about it um, I was really disappointed in Kyle. Like, don't get me wrong. He was asking all of the right questions, but it almost felt like he was being messy. Yeah, he was definitely being messy. And I think, you know, we're definitely going to see that later on in the episode. But it's like you see people kind of laughing and stuff. And it's like you're laughing at this woman who does the same thing that y'all do, but y'all are just too immature. Is it laughing too- at her uncomfortability? I don't know because you saw Paul over there kind of laughing and I was like is it really that funny you see Chris like really engaged and kind of it's like when people talk about sex it's very yeah it's not like an actual conversation like right I get what you mean yeah I don't think that they were mature enough to handle the conversation that she was having with them but Mm -hmm. I do appreciate how liberal she was about it and I'm not saying that everyone has to be that way but if you're mature enough to have sex you need to be mature enough to be able to talk about it without being ashamed of it you know yeah yeah i feel like sorry go ahead go ahead i'm sorry no go ahead i was just gonna say just from a female's perspective i just never seen women be so open about it especially not back then and Mm -hmm. i really felt like when i was watching this i said to myself she's really ahead of her time Mm mm-hmm yeah actually i was just gonna say the same thing like yeah she was very progressive for that era so i mean shout out to her yeah and you know milan but on the opposite side milan says that you know she doesn't want her to tell all her business because it could be used against her this is the thing now while milan is never telling a lie Mm -hmm. i don't know how to read milan sometimes because i'm like Mm -hmm. do you not want to hear it because you know the give the point that she had just said about it being thrown back in her face or is she kind of prudish and she doesn't think that this is an appropriate conversation you know what i'm saying yeah. she was kind of the same way was it terry she was kind of like mm-hmm. trying to put in a box i don't know if milan is a slut shamer or not but sometimes i wonder that no it's funny you mentioned that because i kind of get those vibes in a way i want to say like it's more so judgy but i also yeah. think maybe i again she could also be doing it out of like a kind way like this could be used against you not just in the house maybe later in life so i don't want you to be affected because i do but think I, that milan is mature and it could be a background yeah. thing too you know she's i guess she comes from like a caribbean background mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that those topics are probably well i don't know because when i think about some of the music especially like in jamaican culture hell nah um, but you know it's kind of like how like you know how they say like you know back you know how they say everything's so sexualized now but back then it wasn't and it's just like 
not it's all like everything has always been sexualized it's like Absolutely. one hand we want to promote it especially for the attention oh well for the profit and everything sell stuff but then it's like if you yourself are talking about it in a way that you're like in the way alice is talking talking about it you're comfortable and you're sure then it's oh my god you should be talking about it. that's just inappropriate it's like the contradiction is crazy and you know, Allison was young and I feel like she was discovering herself. And you know how a lot of times people say, oh, everybody should, and you don't have to. Mm -hmm, but you know, no. sometimes people say everyone should go through a whole phase. Mm -hmm. And I'm not slut shaming her. I'm just, that's what they call it, y'all. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like she went through her little whole phase. And honestly, if she, if the phase is not done, that's her business, you know? But I just mm -hmm. don't think that anyone should make someone feel ashamed when they're being open about something that they're mature enough to handle in conversation while everyone else just giggles on the side. Yeah. So let's continue. So Kyle's asking, and it was crazy. Kyle was the most intrigued and was just asking all of these questions. And like I said, had a lot of respect for Allison for just being straight up honest and answering those questions mm -hmm. and you may see tiffany listening she was looking a little unamused at first and you have chris behind her and in the confessional i think we'd already said this but i'm just going to mention again because of my notes that she's not ashamed of sex and that she's honestly um okay with just you know being out there yeah and she even told them that she masturbates at least three times a day and you know kyle hit like this mariah carey note after she had mentioned that and then she even mentioned that when she was in band camp, she got caught masturbating. But the thing is, it's like what she's saying is really not out of the ordinary. It's like not. how many times have we? I'm just saying in general, like as people, some of us, you know, masturbate. Like we'll masturbate a few times a day. Right. It can just but, be out of horniness or out of boredom. <laughs> I think though, it's just that taboo, that shame. Yeah. Because I'm sure the dudes be up in there masturbating about three, four, five. I'm sure the the uh, what do you call it? The showers probably have been drained. I'm not drained. <laughs> uh, clogged. <laughs> you know. I'm sure they got some crunchy socks laying around the house. Uh, but you yeah, know. And then let's see what else happened. There was something that he had asked her. Called asked Allison something, but they bleeped it out, and I really couldn't read in between the lines. And she said, "As long as it's not in my face." Do you know what the hell I, she was talking? About? I assume it meant like you know, come, come or something. Yeah, I, I was thinking that too. As long as it's not in my face, like right. what else would that be? I agree. So then <laughs> we move forward, and we see that Brandon. He sees Chris and, and Tiffany kind of booed up. And I mm -hmm. think he said that they hooked up. Did he say that? I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. I didn't hear him say that they hooked up. I think he. I, I remember him saying like it doesn't really affect him about affect him in terms of how Tiffany and Chris are like getting together. I think it does because I think yeah. when Brandon first come, came in, he thought, "Oh yeah, all these mm -hmm. bitches want me." Well, maybe not Milan because she putting it out there that she got a man, but I can get to mm -hmm. and Terry and. Terry kind of, well, I ain't gonna say she ruined his chances. He ruined his own damn chances because he mm -hmm. jumped the ship kind of fast, but Terry really, I mean, she took the boat and sped off, you know? Yeah. So there was really <laughs> never room for Brandon to really get to know Ter or Tiffany and it kind of put a bad taste in Tiffany's mouth and rightfully so, honestly. Yeah, she says that looks-wise, Brandon is all right, but personality-wise, he's the pits to her, which, obviously... I think we all agree um, on that. 
Yeah. So I have a question. Have you dealt with someone who's like, you know, like you just find them fine, like physically attractive, fine, but their personality sucks, but you just can't go, you know, like, but you want to deal with them just, just because how they look. Um, there was one guy that I had a hold on me and I mean, it was bad. Uh, I had a crush on him. 10 plus years. I mean, I thought he was, and he is attractive. I'm going to show you. I think I've showed you a picture of him before. Very good looking guy. And I've never been the, oh, I like a guy that's physically fit. Like I'm not that shallow, but Mm -hmm. he definitely, the body was bodying. Okay. Uh, But I realized I didn't really know him like I thought I I did. Mm -hmm. He was the most boring, uninteresting Yawn, like he was all looks but zero personality. Mm. As time went on, I realized, wow, this guy is really a a, a jackass. Like he's not nice, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and low key delusional. And maybe I was delusional for being in like with him for so long, but I could not see that for like almost ten years because I was just so enraptured. Is that the word I want to say? by his looks like I just was so into how he looked that I never took a moment to realize like hey you do realize that he's not for you right Mm -hmm. and I remember I kept manifesting please bring this guy back to me like I know he's I know he belongs to me like you know how it goes I sound crazy but I don't care like I know he belongs to me like it's, it's meant to be and I did get a chance where randomly he just hit me up and I was a little bit older I met him when I was 19 I was probably like in my late 20s when I saw him again and I just was like, nah, girl. <laughs> this ain't it. But he had a true hold on me and it took me mm-hmm. a very long time to finally realize that Santa Claus just was not real. Mm. Would I you like to that. Share with the uh, audience? You in, in a similar situation? No, I haven't been in a situation like that. Mm. Or any times. So... <laughs> mm. So, we'll see you in the situations. We go back to Chris and Tiffany and Chris is saying that he's trying to see where this goes with her. And then Tiffany also says like, she feels like there's a bond between them and it's going strong, but they're just friends and she wants to keep it that way. So I know you asked asked me last episode how I felt about them, but I want to ask you, like, do you feel like, do you feel like a genuine connection here? Do you like what you see from them? I think that Chris probably likes Tiffany more than Tiffany likes Chris. And I'm sure that it could play out that way because Tiffany's actually not an ugly girl. And like I told you, Chris to me just reminds me of Jojo as in Jojo Simmons, Reverend Runson. And yeah. <laughs> it would be like, what was that girl that was in Empire? Um, Soraya? Soraya. It would be like if Soraya talked to Jojo. Mm. And see, just by that, mm, you know that doesn't match. <laughs> and I almost wonder if Tiffany is doing it subconsciously as a way to get back at Brandon. Because we all know that Brandon was her first choice. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if, if Chris was even on the schedule to be looked at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, again, that can also change, too. Like, we, like when she saw him... Take charge during the voter registration. Like she found that quality of him attractive, the personality part. That's like from what we see. As this episode. 
also progressed though, I realized that Chris is just as immature, if not even more immature, as Brandon. Mm. But it, it, it's being expressed in different ways. Like there, yeah, that was kind of cool. He didn't do an, a fabulous job yeah. with the um the group planning because, like I said, he could have really taken charge and said, "No, no we gonna enter, we gonna party after the voter registration." Like they definitely mm-hmm. dropped the ball there. Even though I'm proud of him for stepping up, he definitely could have done better. Um, mm-hmm. But just the way that he's handling this whole Brandon situation and how he was in the room kicking with Paul and Kyle, that to me is immature because you're saying yeah. all of this in front of them. You're saying all of this in the confessionals. But so far in this episode, I have yet, at least what we're talking about now, I have mm-hmm. yet to see you talk to him man to man and we supposed to be so called boys you will pull me to the side and be like hey yo bro that's not cool yeah but right now I see you kikiing with the wrong people Mm-hmm. definitely yeah I can see that cause that's what he's doing yeah well speaking of the wrong people <laughs> Kyle we get to Kyle and we see Allison making the bed, and Kyle's in bed with someone. I don't, I don't know if that was Milan or whatever. It looked like it was Milan. Yeah, he's like, get Allison, get Allison a birdie in here quick, so she can get a rooster cock. Yeah, I thought she was corny. I mean, I thought he was corny. He, yeah, Kyle. He went from being one of my favorites to. He's superly, overly performative and very immature. And the thing that I really hated about this is that, again, Allison, who I did not like at first, I didn't really care for her at first, but I respected her for being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And Kyle decided to take that vulnerability that Allison put out all on the line and did just what Milan had warned her you know, the audience of, mm-hmm. which is throw it back in her face. And he yeah. did it almost immediately. And the thing is, not to say that it would ever be right for him to throw it back into her face to slut shame her, but what did Allison do to you? Nothing. My point. I can understand if Allison says some like low down gutter type stuff to you mm-hmm. and you decided you know what bitch that might be true but at least I ain't a beep beep you know whatever yeah, your yeah. your comeback would have been your rebuttal but she in there in her room minding her own motherfucking business yeah Kyle definitely like is a bully like he's definitely gave bully vibes during this time and it was just yeah it was really pissing me off and you know Allison is like ignoring it and she's she's trying to ignore just do her thing but then like he keeps you know egging her on just talking about talking about it and she just she finally says you don't talk to me like that just don't don't talk to me I don't deal with you and again Kyle seeing that you know Kyle is that typical person I feel like you know when he knows how to get you then he'll just pick 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 Kyle is the person where it was 7 o'clock in the morning and he was already being loud eating hot Cheetos in the morning. Mm. I think that Kyle was the messy boots in the classroom. Yeah. He probably was the one that liked to talk back to the teacher. Mm-hmm. He was the one that probably picked on the quiet girl in the back of the room that was reading Harry Potter minding her own motherfucking business. Like Kyle just gives me those vibes. And the thing that really pissed me off is that Allison decided to speak up for herself as mm-hmm. she should 
and Kyle decided to let things go even further. And it got so heated that you hear Brandon, which funny how karma works out because mm-hmm. as the episode began, it was Brandon who was waking up folks and being inconsiderate, mm-hmm. um, bouncing his little basketball. <laughs> now you have Brandon trying to wind down for the day. And because Kyle is in there yelling at Allison, Brandon decides to go ahead and speak up and pretty much telling him to be quiet. Now, we're definitely going to have to talk about one of the comments that Brandon said. Yeah, he made several comments. Well, yeah. there was one that I literally gasped. He said it. Yeah, he did say it. So He, he said, shut the F up, homo. He said that at Kyle. Mm-hmm. I think that even when this came out, I probably still would have gasped. What were your thoughts about that? I mean, it was definitely like out of the blue. And I feel like, you know, it kind of shows his character. So, you know, we see that Kyle goes to him, you know, tells him how he feels about it. And then we see Brandon in the confessional. And this is what, like, really, I gave him a side eye, which I really didn't like. He was saying, like, he didn't mean any disrespect, but he was tired of him being loud. And it's like, okay, I get you. I get the point of him. Like, you're annoyed by him and his loudness. I get it because he is over the top. Exactly, it wasn't needed. So to me, that's showing you like, hmm. And what makes Why me sad? That's like, oh, sorry, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I was like, that's like again, like a racist white, like a white person saying to a black person the same thing and being like, you know, shut the fuck up, n word, you know, With the hard er. Exactly. It's this like is what, this is what makes me upset though. So earlier, the earlier episodes, Brandon was like defending him in the confessional. Kyle mm-hmm. with the whole debacle between him and Milan and the outing him out the closet in front of people that he didn't know just yet. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, I like that Brandon really stood up and da 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 And it's just really sad because I thought that he was an ally, but in a moment of anger, he showed his true colors and showed who he really is and showed how he really felt about Kyle. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Kyle is this sweet, angelic person who is a victim and da 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 mm-hmm. Kyle can really get you there, but I don't think that that was needed or called for. If you could have called said, him anything else. Uh, mm-hmm. No, if he just told him to shut the fuck up, then... You could have said, shut the fuck up yeah. with your loud ass mouth. Shut the yeah. fuck up, you <laughs> drama, you know, whatever. You always bringing drama in the house. You know, you could have said anything but this is where you went with it mm-hmm. so yeah I just wanted to let that um kind of you know and then you know Kyle is saying or Kyle says that Allison and Brandon in a confessional like those two are on his shit list now I can understand why Brandon might be on most of the cast or, or mm-hmm. housemates shit list but I don't understand why Allison is on your shit list because all she did was be her authentic self and mind her motherfucking business and you decided to get up in her business and now you're using that business against her I don't I know I didn't like Allison because I just thought she was really eclectic I didn't really see her bringing it and I felt some type of way when she did not show up for the voter registration until she mm-hmm. was coming near over and she just wanted to go look at Flo Ride and pick up a uh, plate of barbecue you know I didn't like her for those reasons yeah but I think Mm-hmm. I didn't have an issue with her being authentic. I think Kyle is just the bully. And like, I feel like he doesn't like her because 
She's a bully. Like, if someone, if he knows he can, like, pick on someone, you know you can get to someone who you feel is below you or you feel like you have more power over them. It's and he I, might be insecure and it could be projection because just like, and I hate to keep bringing it back to the sexuality thing, but Allison is comfortable with who she is. She's mm-hmm. comfortable with being bisexual. She's comfortable. Like, I really love her mm-hmm. for not feeling like, because especially to be that young at that time. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like she had a sense of self, and I'm not saying that she knew herself completely during that moment. She might have been lost, but the way that she projected her sense of self, it felt like she knew who she was, and to mm-hmm. me, that's so authentic. Whereas Kyle, you remember he was going back and forth. Well, I'm not gay. Well, I'm gay. No, yes, no. You get what I'm saying? He couldn't mm-hmm. own it, and I do agree that it wasn't right the way that he was kind of forced to be out of it. Hmm. But in comparison to Allison, where she's just living in her truth, mm-hmm. Kyle needs to live in his truth. So it could, be, to me, and I could be so wrong. It could be nothing to do with that. And you know what? I don't mind being called out, but I just feel mm-hmm. like it is projection. I don't think like your tra- your trauma doesn't justify you treating people horribly at all. Yeah. And if anything, you should have been an ally to her, and you could have been like, if anybody else understands me in this room, it's at le- it's Allison. Hmm. But instead, you decided to be messy and pick on her. And I'm not going to say for no reason, because obviously there is some reason, some co- some subconscious reason. We just don't know. But I do think it's, it's a sense of projection. And you can feel, you can see Brandon getting more and more isolated in the house. He gets so frustrated. Um, and Kyle, he's trying to sleep. So he's in the room trying to sleep. And you have Kyle and Chris and Paul, which Paul... I want to say this real quick. Sidebar, Paul does not really talk a lot in the episodes. Every time I want to hear his two cents or see if he's going to say something, Paul Mm -hmm. just, he's there for facial. He's like an extra in the background. He's just there for the facial expressions, really. Him and Tiffany. Him and, well, Tiffany. She has. We've we've heard Tiffany talk. We've seen her having like little scenes and stuff. The most I've really seen Paul talk besides when he hit us with that black white uh, poem was... (laughs) excuse me, was when he opened up last episode about how he used to be in the streets and he's kind of evolved and he wants to be the change that he wished mm-hmm. he saw when he was going through. You know, that's the most I've ever seen Paul really mm-hmm. interact. But for the most part, I just see him laughing and stuff. But they're in the room. You see Brandon is trying to sleep and Kyle and Chris start to get really loud. And so Brandon mm-hmm. decided to go downstairs and then Chris was like, I want somebody, I, I think it was either Chris or Kyle, but they were like, I want somebody to go downstairs and be like, what's wrong, Brandon? And then I believe Kyle might have said, I'm gonna go down there and be, I'm gonna go down there and be like, Well, if you're not sleeping up here, can I sleep in your bed? Mm. And then there's a moment where Chris steps on glass. Mm-hmm. And he's upset with uh, he's upset with Brandon because he's like, yo, he broke the glass. He's the only person that broke this glass in the room. And he didn't really, excuse me, clean it up like he should have the first place. And so now I've cut my foot and I'm pissed. And he's like, he goes downstairs. He's like, listen, I know you asleep, but I'm gonna need you to go ahead and vacuum it up. And instead of Brandon taking accountability, he kind of changes the subject and deflects. And what did he say during that moment? Um, He says that, okay, since we're talking about it, then... You know, if I'm in the room trying to sleep, then people shouldn't be noisy and they should just, you know, not be in there then. 
So then Kyle brings up, you know, Brandon dribbling in the morning. And then Brandon says, you know, don't bring that noise while you sleep. And so they're just going back and forth and they start to argue. And then Brandon threatens him, you know, like he's going to do something. What are you going to do, basically? And you hear Kyle just going off and he's like, you know, if I can't sleep in peace, you can't sleep in peace, Brandon. And, you know, Brandon, sl- Brandon slowly gets off the couch mm-hmm. and Brand- and Kyle's like, oh, are you trying to come get me? And you can tell that he's doing it for a show in the audience. And I feel like the more yeah. that you see Chris um, and Tiffany laugh in the background, and I'm sure Paul was back there too, kind of giggling. Mm-hmm. It's like you're feeding into this show that Kyle wants you guys to witness. Like he wants yeah and he likes being loud and he's like if i can't get no sleep nobody's gonna get any sleep you're gonna be sleep deprived he grabs like one of those um alcohol shakers like i don't know what it's called for drinks like the drink Mm -hmm. mixer or something and he starts like clinking and clanging it and then you hear the phone ringing in the middle of the night and Mm -hmm. so brandon is walking past kyle and kyle's like are you gonna come and hit me because you need to let me know and kyle grabs the pool stick so then Brandon runs up the stairs to answer the phone. Uh, and then in the background, you kind of see Paul, Tiffany, and Chris laughing as Kyle continues to go off. Um, sorry, hold on. Um, I have a quick quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you when Brandon answered the call with you know for his friend, do you think the producer told him to call his friend to call and tell her to call the house just so, to create that scene? To be honest with you, I thought it was the producers calling to say y'all about to, y'all are gonna have to do another house meeting to vote somebody out. Mm. And this is a thing too. Brandon is I'll give him a little bit of credit that he did not put his hands on Kyle. He didn't act like Terry. Cause you know, if that was Terry, we know how that played out. Mm-hmm. But he let Kyle just continue to run his mouth and he and this is the thing. So to me, Kyle Kyle is super wrong in this whole entire situation mm-hmm. because Brandon removed himself from the room upstairs. Yeah. And then you decided to follow him downstairs. And he instigated and, and caused drama with two different people in the house. He did it with Allison, who was minding her fucking business. Mm-hmm. And he did it again with Brandon. So do you think that if Brandon decided to put his hands on Kyle, would he be justified in doing so? Yeah. Because he kept trying to give him space. Mm-hmm. It's like you're antagonizing. It's like, and you're pushing and pushing until they react. But then it's like, if he hits you, then you want to probably play victim. But it's like, you're the one who, like, was intentionally, like you like said, following him everywhere when he was trying to just do his own thing. Like, you were trying to create a scene. And that is exactly what he did. And, you know, Brandon's on the phone with the friend just saying like do you hear him going off in the background and she's like wow I can't believe that you know he's that loud but like I said I do appreciate that he didn't fight back and then you got Chris and this is when I thought wow Chris you're super freaking corny you know he's laughing and he thinks that it's funny and then you know you and I have covered the real what is it called Flavor Flav Mm -hmm. Flavor of Love I couldn't even think of the show you wouldn't even think that we covered it the way I couldn't think of it just now (laughs) But Brandon says to his friend that Kyle is a gay version of New York. What did you think about that comment? You know, one thing that's like, I don't like how Brandon keeps bringing up the fact that he's gay. Mm -hmm. I think it's like an easy, you know, 
thing to just bring up as a way to like it's like telling fat jokes to a fat person yeah exactly like, yeah and it's like yeah like kyle is wrong in this whole situation but like that doesn't just for him keep bringing that up as a way to insult him mm-hmm. like you just don't sexuality to insult them it's like pretty it's it's ignorant and it's very childish now while i wouldn't say now he could have said he reminded me of reminds me of a male version of new york now if he said that i would absolutely agree with him because you know new york used to know but the difference between New York and Kyle is that New York only started shit with people who started shit with her. As long as you mm-hmm. kept her name out your mouth, you were not mm-hmm. a target. But, you know, like I said, Allison was over there minding her motherfucking business. Mm-hmm. And speaking of her, you know, things started to continue to get kind of crazy. And then Kyle said, like, I'm supposed to shut up because he thinks he's the king dangling around here. Now, Allison comes down the stairs because, you know, she was trying to sleep, too. Mm-hmm. And so then she goes in the kitchen and then you see that Allison and Brandon start to bond in the kitchen over mm-hmm. being kind of like the outcast of the house. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I believe those were the only two who actually voted for Terry to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of funny how you kind of see clicks in the house now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's funny, like, like I know we talked about Allison last episode I feel like you know we've said again how she was wrong at the voter drive and we even didn't really agree with her um her reasoning behind Terry if you remember it was just kind of all over the place to me mm-hmm. but like I don't really feel like she's done anything really bad to anyone in the house for them to kind of isolate her the way that they are I think I agree like I said there was something I, I mean, she's very Rachel True, but I like Rachel True. Mm-hmm. But I think the only time that she truly, you know, for me, I like nobody for no reason. I'm an only child. But the only time I thought that it could have been justified was the annoyance of her showing up for, like you said, the voter registration. Mm-hmm. But I do completely agree with you. Outside of that, she has been an ally to everybody. She has not started shit with anyone. Very neutral. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, so yeah I, I don't think she deserves it. Hmm? And I and I again, if I, I could be projecting, call me out if so. But like, do you think it's because like, God, this is gonna sound. I'm not trying to sound anti-black when I say this, but I'm just gonna say it. Like, because she's more artistic, eclectic. Yeah, like culturally, her. she definitely stands out in comparison to the rest of the cast. Mm-hmm. And maybe, unfortunately, that's why I felt like I couldn't really connect to her, which is crazy because I think that she and I might have a little bit more things in common Mm -hmm. than, you know, expected. But she definitely breaks all stereotypes of how Black people are perceived, which is great. You know what I'm saying? Again, Mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of women speak that openly. You don't see a lot of Black Mm -hmm. women. I don't even think now, and I could just have limited knowledge of pop culture, but I can't think of any black women who are at the top of it, or you know, who are celebrities or whatever, who mm-hmm. come out and say, "Hey, I'm part of the queer community." I, and I'm, and I could be wrong. I'm besides, like maybe a Toni Morrison, you know what I'm saying, or like a the fact that names aren't really coming to me, like even Queen Latifah took forever to come out not to say that she owed it to us because she did not 
but it's just like a taboo thing in black culture I think it's like you get it from like you know both sides like the white people you deal with the racism and the homophobia but with the black people you don't deal with the racism but then you have to deal with the homophobia I don't know and also so she's like a woman just, so she yeah. got hit with the, the triple yeah. yeah there's like so. a trifecta there Ooh. um but yeah, I don't think that she'd really deserve the isolation like that. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it's a thing that she didn't vote for Milan, so I can see maybe why she and Milan could probably have a little struggle there. So that, mm-hmm. okay, I can get that. You and Kyle never had any issues. Oh, I don't know. I'm starting to kind of evolve with this thought process because she and Kyle had an issue with voter registration. Yeah. Now, between her and Tiffany, I can't see them having an issue with each other. I feel like there's mm-hmm. neutral grounds there. Between her and Chris, I feel like things should be neutral there. Unless mm-hmm. they both don't like her because she voted for Terry to stay. I don't really think it's like that deep for them. It's not. But I'm just trying to justify Yeah. why she might have some isolation going on. What about and her and Paul? Oh. Her and Paul. Paul. Well... No, because Paul seemed like I felt like they was kind of flirting in the background on the earlier episodes. I think mm-hmm. Paul is kind of like a friend to everybody. Like he just mm-hmm. he seemed like he just be in his own little world. Um, but you know, Allison, like I said, she goes in that kitchen. She's upset because she wanted to sleep. And I'm sorry, but I'm gonna say it. Kyle's knees were ashy as hell, <laughs> and it really reminded me of Mr. Brown. <laughs> He had on the plaid top, the short pants, and I don't know if his knees were truly ashy or if production told him, hey, go dip your knees in some um, baby powder. I'm serious. Did you see them? I mean, I did, but it's like, you know, when you're at home, it's like, no, I don't have to get it. the end of the day. Why your kneecaps look like that, bruh? I mean, okay, so I mean, I guess because you can say because he's on camera, maybe he should quote unquote be presentable. But like, if I'm if I'm Ashy at home, like I'm not really gonna give a I'm I'm not I don't, I'm not gonna care. There is no reason why your knees should look like you just dipped okay. them in two ashtrays. Okay, <laughs> that man was ashy as hell, and Kyle has beautiful skin. I don't know if you've seen it or not, beautiful skin, and he looks moisturized most of the time. So it came as a shock to me to see them dusty ass kneecaps looking like that he should be ashamed of himself uh, <laughs> I'm just saying Nivea baby oil he could even got the big bottle of the cocoa butter the Queen Helen or Queen Helene there was no reason for him to be that, that cheap ass, ass lotion from Taylor. Dollar Tree the cheap ass big bottle that watery of ass cocoa butter lotion he could have <laughs> had some up on them kneecaps cause if you gonna be yelling at me and talking about how I'm not gonna get sleep and you gonna be off in my face see that's what I'm saying. Brandon, you was all caught up in his sexuality. You should have been talking about his ashy-ass knees. <laughs> Anyways. Um, um, so they're in the kitchen, huh? Well, you know what the part that I didn't like is when Kyle said, I feel like Allison got something to say. And he goes in and starts lashing out on them. And I like what Milan was saying. It's just like, I don't really like the fact that, like, even though he's gay, I don't like the fact of a man just speaking that way to a woman. And I have to agree. It's just like, why are you this rough? Peter mm. Thomas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's really, it's just really unnecessary. And like, I think like we've been saying this episode, I feel like it goes back to insecurities, his own insecurities. Mm-hmm. He's taking out on her. He's being a bully, you know? He feels like he can one up her. Like it's 
it's really gross to watch. I and... thought he had to have been in um in school suspension all the time. Mm-hmm. So and she's like, you know, they're just going back and forth basically. So it's basically like a back and forth argument between him and Brandon and him and uh Allison and just a shit show. <laughs> it was and honestly, I was so disappointed in Kyle cuz like I said, y'all know from the beginning, mm-hmm. I really liked him. Now don't get me wrong, he definitely entertained us, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. his behavior to me was unacceptable. And yeah. I'm not just gonna call him out because Brandon had some moments too. Like his mm-hmm. the words that like you let him get you so upset that the only thing that you can come back with was saying a slur. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. you could have talked about his knees, you could have talked about his mouth being loud, you could have talked <laughs> about how he a flipping, flopping ass, you know, guy. You could talk about his mood swings. You could have said so yeah. many things. You could talk about how dramatic he is. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that you can come up with was, you know, so. Yeah, well, winners and losers. And I think, let's just start with the loser. We already have talked about it. Um, I think I have I was, two. Yeah, same. Um, Mine's are Kyle and Brandon. Same. I mean, we've just literally explained it. I feel like, like what you, like what you just said, like we all just said, um, very inappropriate and then the thing is that Kyle and Brandon are also both very inconsiderate mm-hmm. like Kyle's being loud just you know being brash and annoying the house but then Brian uh, not Brian, Brandon <laughs> is also doing the same thing when it comes to his not just the basketball thing but just his I feel like lack of any type of accountability he's been an awful housemate since he stepped yeah. in there and the thing is, he tries to act all chill about it, like, mm-hmm. he really likes me, like, I feel like, you know. But you got to take, like you said, you really have to take some accountability. And also, I never watched the Bad Girls Club, but that one clip, I ain't get no sleep because of y'all. Y'all ain't going to get no sleep because of me, or whatever she said. Yeah. That's what Kyle was giving when he started clinking up those, um, mm-hmm. that drink. And I don't know if that episode of Bad Girls Club came on before, mm-hmm. during, or after that show aired but that's exactly what it was giving and for Kyle it's like I remember when I watched it's like I know there was a point in the show that he started to bother me so yeah now like this was the episode where it started (laughs) I think the stank has been there the whole time Mm -hmm. I definitely think that he was getting kind of stank with Milan last episode when they were trying to move stuff around for the voting registration event like when they were moving the cooler around Mm -hmm. and the thing about Kyle, sorry, the thing about Kyle is that when he gets frustrated, it's funny how he's in a communications major, but he struggles to communicate. Mm. And he's one of those that when he's mature and he's a good friend and he's like, he's great at it, but he turns from friend to foe real fast. And I don't like that about him. Yeah. Cause you never know if, y'all good or not like he's the same type that you mm-hmm. can confide in him and say please don't tell anybody this i'm just mm-hmm. really vulnerable right now but i just want to let you know xyz and he the same day the same guy that maybe like three or four hours later he gonna be on a megaphone telling your damn business mm, yeah you never know yeah it's 
I don't like that. Now, even though I think Milan is very like super duper judgmental, I feel like that she does care about protecting the image of her friends. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the motive, I think that she does try to protect the image of her friends. Now, I don't know who my winners are, so I'm gonna let you take this away because I don't know. I just picked Allison because, again, like we said, it was nice to, to see her, you know, talk about be just comfortable in her sexuality and talk about, you know, her sexual life, especially during this time period, especially as like a black person, black biracial person. Yeah. And I like the fact that she stood up to Kyle because I didn't think I don't think Kyle really expected that from her. So it was just nice to see her not really fall for his, you know, BS. I have short term memory because, of course, Allison was the winner. I don't even know why I just said that I didn't know. The only thing that I wish that Allison would work on mm-hmm. is me assuming that she is. But bi- did she come out and say that she's biracial? I think so. Or I probably look. I looked it up. If anything, I know she. Is. You need to spend some more time with her black side of the family because her clapbacks could have been stronger. <laughs> it was a little too proper for me, but I do give her an A for effort for at least not backing down. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You have any other women? Not you saying what I'm saying, but differently. <laughs> um. I don't have any other winners, but I think she was the one. I do like the fact that you you did open my mind up more about Chris because I didn't really think about in terms of how immature he is being. Instead of actually talking to Brand about how he feels, he's just kicking with Kyle. you know Kyle and Paul, and it's like, well, this was to be your friend, then let him know. Yeah, I looked at him. I told you something about him. Just. Mm-mm. But I definitely looked at him very differently because it's like you really running your mouth behind the scenes a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. But why not go to that person and just let them know, like, hey, yo, man, listen. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Brandon is perfect because Lord knows he's no. not. But I think there's been several times when he should have approached Brandon. Mm-hmm as a friend and say yo like like I said Milan she gonna stop you real fast mm-hmm. she gonna communicate with you when you looking crazy she's not a foul individual at least from what I've seen like I, I respect Milan to the sense of like she will check a friend mm-hmm. and even if you are not her friend she's still gonna be like hey uh, just pay attention real quick you sure this is how you wanna present yourself think about mm-hmm. it process what's happening Chris just go straight to people, especially when you knew those people before. I mean, you knew Chris before you, I'm sorry, you knew Brandon before you knew the rest of these people in the house. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I would think there's just a little bit of loyalty there. Yeah. But yeah, Chris been smelling himself a little bit too much lately. Maybe there is like some jealousy possibly there, competition between them. So it could be, I don't know, but because remember they said like- they met in the club. What about a club? Remember how they, they said they met in the clubs? So maybe he used to see how... It must be a backstory to the backstory. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, rating, how do you rate the episode? Even though I was disappointed in a lot of the behavior, it was quite entertaining. So I'm going to have to give it an 8. I'm gonna, I gave it a 9.5. You know, you and I never be on the same... Like, if I, <laughs> if I rate higher, if I rate a high number, you're going to go lower. If I rate low, you're going to rate high. You know, we just because you messy. You know, no, <laughs> messy reality breakdown. 
<laughs> well, before we go, do you have any positive words you want to share with the audience? I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh I would say that I don't really have any positive words. I mean, if anything, it's what I said last time. You ain't got nothing for the people. Okay. I want all my people around me. All right. Is that something from Hannah Montana? It's a, no, it's actually an R&B song. You should know this. It must it's from Nah, it's actually mm, a shame. This is what my positive word is. Okay. I want to tell yeah. everybody out there to stop being overly critical of yourselves and to love yourself just as you are right now. Um, I've had to give so many people advice about the way that they view themselves in the mirror and they tell me, oh, well, mm-hmm. I've gained weight or I just don't feel like my pretty self or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Stop being so rough on yourself. First of all, the things that you notice about yourself, most people are not even freaking paying attention to it. Stop being so mm-hmm. hyper-focused on things and truly love yourself in this moment today. Okay, mm-hmm. because I promise you, and I am speaking from experience, there's going to be a day where you're going to look back and be like, damn, I can't believe how I judged myself for being quote unquote big and you weren't even that big. And you know what? Even if you are thicker than the rest of everybody else, and I am one of those, honey, let me tell you something. You better love yourself in that moment right now, too. Okay, because mm-hmm. you do not need to be living your life picking on yourself every single damn day because at this at the end of the day somebody gonna talk about you regardless that's what we do on this show hmm. <laughs> send, us home. send us home ray well that wraps up this episode of messy reality breakdown the podcast where we break down our favorite reality shows in the name of fun shade and a splash of messiness follow us on ig at messy reality that's t-e-a breakdown Um, rate and subscribe to our podcast on spotify and apple Podcasts, and we also want to let you know that we just created um our youtube channel messy reality breakdown youtube channel there's already two videos up so what we're doing is we've recorded um rehousewives of potomac and flavor love breakdowns so we are planning to just post two episodes of each so one episode of each a week or every other week. So if you don't have access to Spotify Apple, you can also watch it on YouTube for free. So just make sure to, you know, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Messy Reality Breakdown. And, you know, thank you all for listening. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.